Perfect. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret and the Standing Streamer. He's put me over, so now I'm putting him over with Putting You Over. course all of a sudden now i get a call <clears throat> anyways welcome everybody to putting you over i am the stand <coughs> clip that chunk i am the standing streamer this is putting you over <coughs> and tonight and tonight <coughs> i'm putting you over Woo! <coughs> i'm gonna get to speak to the nwa women's champion thunder rosa and um, I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna make the call to Thunder Rosa, get her on. Um, hey, how are you? I'm great. Just uh, give me one second to switch. Actually, do I gotta switch anything? Yeah, just give me one second. I'll be right there. Mhm. Switch over to this. All right, perfect. Everything. Look at that. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, awesome! Excellent. Uh, first of all, before we get things started, thank you very much uh, for doing this. I know we've been in contact uh, for a while, um, mm-hmm. one way or another, but uh, I got you on. And uh, I, I want to apologize, and you're not going to care too much, but my daughters are upstairs <laughs> with a friend, and they're, they're running around the house. I'm not quite sure what they're doing, um, but they sometimes come down and interrupt. But that's okay. They're allowed to. No, it's fine. They're allowed to do that. My 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 dog barks all the time and interrupts everything. So, so. That's okay. So good. Can't tell, he does. Can't tell if that feedback is my headsets or what, but it's all right. Uh, Can you hear me? Oh, you know what it is? It's because I don't have you connected to the Wi-Fi. That's why. Oh, okay. All right. We should be fine. We'll be fine. It's okay. Um, How are you doing today, first of all? We lost her. She's back. Can you, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a Wi-Fi. I said, uh, how are you doing today? What is it, 6 o'clock there? No, it's almost 8 o'clock. It's 8 o'clock. Um, yeah. So I was uh, doing a lot of research for this show, and um, there's a lot of things we could touch. We could, we could start with your background in wrestling and MMA. We could... We could jump right forward to, you know, NWA champion. But um, I don't want to, like, end the show on a screeching halt, so I'm going to start with the the uh, earlier stuff. So you you um, you um grew up in poverty, correct? Yeah, is that, it was... Is that, is that how well, I would say it? Am I being... I don't want to say the wrong thing. Sometimes I do that. I mean, it's not like we didn't have a lot. I mean, but right. I mean, I wasn't like living in the streets or anything. Right. Um. But you, uh, you, you got, you went through that, and this was in Tijuana, mm-hmm. I believe, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you, 
you ended up getting your U.S. citizenship. Yeah, but not until like. Seven. Uh, it took me twenty-eight years to get it. Twenty-eight years. Twenty years. Wow. What What was that feeling like when that happened? Nah, it was like something really awesome. Um, uh, just being able to like, uh, I, I guess it was in the Pledge of Allegiance. And like knowing that you're a citizen, and um, that was pretty. That was pretty deep. And then also they had me be a master of ceremonies along with another Brazilian. Uh, she's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion. She she owns three different gyms here in San Antonio. It was really cool to hear her story and then hear mine. So just how they compare to each other and stuff. At the and same how, like at the same time yeah. you guys get assistant. Wow, that's nice. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then yeah, that was that was really awesome. You from a big family? Uh, there is three girls and me. I'm the middle. You're the middle of three girls. Oh. Yes. Wow. Uh, they they all into uh, athletic and combat sports, like yourself. Hell, hell no, no, <laughs> no. All of them. Um, well, the youngest one she doesn't have any kids, but uh, the oldest one and the one after me, they have kids. They're married. Um, actually that one, the one after me or before me, sorry, uh, she married when she was 16 and she uh, had a kid when she was 16. So, um, there's a lot of pressure on me not to have kids or, you know, just to like do that. So to not have kids, not when I'm 16. Oh yeah. Oh yes. yes. Yeah. Being a father of three daughters. Yes. Yes. Not if you can, can anyways, we'll move away from that. I don't even want to touch on that anymore. But so you got through. We lost her again. We'll get her back. She's good. She's resilient. She's resilient. I know she's resilient. We'll get her back. Hello. Uh, is she there? Hello. Yes. I don't know what happened. My, my internet is not working. It's it's really where are my headset. It's really challenging to all my connections are like if you could see my setup, it'd be easier to explain. But I I stream from behind a bar, so I have to run around the bar to connect and everything. But we'll be fine, and um, and we'll we'll move right out right out of the uh, family stuff because. It just touches too close to me having three daughters of my own. I didn't want to. I didn't want to think about that stuff. Um, but so you ended up. You ended up pushing through, and you ended up going to college, and uh, you graduated with a sociology degree. Correct. Yes, I did. Yes, and I think um, that is what attracted me most to. I mean, I love wrestling, and I love your your work and all that, and we'll get to that. But I think when I started researching you and I was like, <clears throat> you know, this is someone I want to have on because I like uh, where she was. This is going to be hard to say uh, what she was doing before that. So you, you were working. Mm -hmm. It was a tough job, correct? You were working. Let me see if I get this straight uh, with is it kids with mental disabilities or was it uh, yeah. at risk children? They're kind of the same at, at risk. And then from at risk, I moved to our uh, middle school and where the kids had a mental health and uh, they were like severely abused oh, so, so that like was emotionally that was disturbed. like the last yeah emotionally disturbed and then after that i went to a rehab facility where they were emotionally disturbed and they had 
drug drug addiction problems, drug and alcohol problems. And then after that, I graduated from um, adolescent to or teenagers to um, young adults between the ages of 18 and 25. Ooh. That just came out of uh, being 5150, yeah. or per se, they were in the in the psych ward. Yeah. So I, I was their uh, peer, peer. It was peer support, peer counselor. So I work with a lot of homeless uh, women and men in the cities of San Francisco and Oakland, Concord, Pittsburgh, Antioch, all that East Bay and the in the Bay area. And that I, was that's what I did before I became a, a full time wrestler. And I think uh, that is what because um, I was reading in um. You, you talked uh, because I, I work in um, uh, I worked with ED kids as well emotionally disturbed uh, ages probably a school age so 12 to 18 and then yes. also kids uh, with autism um, from seven to 18 and it was tough and it was it was really hard um, personally for myself the grind every day um, like there were times. Uh, how can I put this in the right way? There's times I would I would leave work and I was like, man, I had to uh, restrain is the word I'm going to use. It's it's the most safe word to use. I had to to restrain a child today eleven times for his safety. Yep. And yeah, I remember those times. <laughs> and, and I remember those times. That was so so rough and. Um, so I think I, I think I read something about that where I, I was reading uh, your background and, and you, you mentioned something about you know you, you may have had to restrain kids and then you wanted you wanted that outlet like you you would leave work and would need to find an outlet. Yeah, it was that was like mainly why like wrestling was so attractive to me like because I mean a lot of the times I remember like my first second it was like first second year that I was working and the, the first. Uh, job that I had after college and that, that, that was that was rough like some of the stories and some of the backgrounds of these kids were you know yeah no I, I mean I you, know. you probably know and it's just like it's rough to hear that because you know like you can complain about you know growing up poor and etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but you know you can't and right. when you hear this some of the stuff you're like mm, I'm just gonna stop complaining right exactly I'm, gonna say I'm, blessed. I'm like complaining today because my kids are extremely hyper driving me nuts and in the grand scheme of things that's nothing that's absolutely nothing. no no it is, it is nothing i mean some of these kids were like you know abused and then they became abusive towards mm. you know their family members their little big big brothers big sisters like you know the caregivers so it's just like it was really hard especially when you're like working in the school and then you go to the house and do yeah. therapy with them it's, oh. it's tough yeah well we got the screech and halt stuff out of the way uh, I just didn't want to touch about that because uh, I could relate to it, um, doing what I do as a behavioral specialist and all the strengths. We'll, we'll get through that. So you wanted an outlet. Wrestling was there. Uh, were you a fan of wrestling as a kid? No. No. Was there any wrestling? Well, well, wait a sec. So you're from Tijuana. So, th so the lucha style of wrestling is down there all the time. It's like it's on regular TV, like just. Yeah, but I wasn't like. If there was not soccer press on TV, I wouldn't be watching anything else. Like I didn't care about soccer, unless it was a World Cup or 
if it was like Siempre en Domingo, which is like this show at night that used to come on Sundays and it was singers and they all be like singing, like lip singing, they would be lip singing. That was like the thing. And um, like a lot of the Sundays and Saturdays, we will be at, you know, cousins' houses. Like when I was younger, like we didn't watch wrestling. My cousins used to watch wrestling. And when I went, came to the United States, they used to watch Raw. Yeah. And I used, every time I used to see that, I was like, what are you guys watching? Man? It's so <laughs> stupid. It's like, you know, I was not interested. And that's when I wish I would have watched it because that was when The Rock and, and Stone Cold were like feuding. Yeah. And like, now I watch it. I'm like, man, this is great. You know, but way back then, I was just like, so guys, you should be watching something. It's watching something else. Why are we watching this crap? <laughs> oh, but they love it. Like, it's, I remember John Cena having, I never forget. It was like, I was doing homework. And my cousins every Monday that were watching Raw. And John Cena came out and he had like that big clock mm. on his chain mm-hmm. on a chain and i'm like what is this and then he started rapping and at that time i didn't i didn't really speak english so if they were talking i didn't understand what they were saying so to me it was just kind of like man these people talk forever and then <laughs> they do funny things and yes but i mean i watched like some shows some i think when i was 18 i went to a, a live show in in tj that was like the first time i went to one and then um once I came to the United States uh, and I met my husband, that's the one who like really introduced me to to wrestling. He's a big wrestling fan. Yes, yes, he's been a big wrestling fan. And he introduced you to the live the live shows. Um, I think yes, I was listening to um, God, I'm gonna get the guy's name wrong. I think his name's Ian Kelly. Uh, his show is uh, Domino Dozens. Yes, yes, I just had an interview with him on Monday. Yes, I, I was catching that, and um, I think you had mentioned in that interview, you went to uh, a Hood Slam event, a live show, uh, by the, yep. by the uh, Hood Slam, and you and talked about... Every first Friday, yeah. every first Friday of the month, we used to go there, and that's when I met a lot of my friends that uh, some of them are now wrestlers, and um, they were like... They they used to take road trips with us. Joe Joe Alon Joe Joe Joey. He uh he's a really good friend. He's now a wrestler. He goes as Joe Gagonzo and he used to be one of the fans there at Hoodsline. And then we uh and now we're like really good friends. Um, who else? There's a couple. There's a couple people that we met from there. So that athletics is of the athletics is I can't even say that. The athlete, <laughs> yeah, you speak better English than I do. Uh, the athletes there, let's just say that, the athletes there, and you were impressed by the live show, that you, you said to yourself, what, this is what I'm going to do? This is this is meant for me? No, it was, what was it? I think um, my husband was like looking at the, the wrestlers, and then he was looking at me how loud I was and how, like, you know, vivid and everything. He was just like... Maybe she be a wrestler, and I was just like, okay. I mean, I guess. Uh, it's always like the idea of like we have crazy ideas. Maybe we should do this, and I was like, okay, you know. And um, it wasn't until we went to other show that I was, and he just like, yeah, I think I think we should try it. I mean, like, you're you seem to be a pretty good athlete. Like every time we try different sports, um, you do pretty well. Did you play sports as a kid, or no, nah, no, not really. I mean, um. When I was nine, uh, there used to be like a basketball uh, league, but it was very, very small. Um, but I had to like walk on my own because my mom was like, 
she was sick and my dad was always working. So I had to go on my own and walk in the mornings because I used to go in the evenings at school. Mm -hmm. So I'll go there, practice, and then we had, um, that was, I think that's the only time that I actually like went to a, an organized like team. And I went, I used to have games every other week. And that's the only time that I actually went to practice and stuff like that. And I was really sad because uh, I remember they were giving us like awards and stuff. And like my parents, like they didn't make it. So I just went by myself, like none of my sisters, nobody came. And I was just like there and like, um, all my friends had their parents there. And I was just like, mm, okay, I'm just, it's cool. You're just, just there. <laughs> Hey guys, we made it. And then uh, after that, they they discontinued the program. Um, and then I moved out of that um, the neighborhood. And then um, when I was in the other neighborhood, I couldn't. In middle school, I couldn't really go because what was the reason? My parents couldn't afford the uniforms and stuff, so they said no. And then high school, when I was in Mexico, I had to work, so um, I couldn't really like do any sports there because I again I couldn't afford it, and I had to work to like help my parents with. Like rent them uh, money for food and stuff, and yeah. then in high school, in the stuff like the time that I started like practicing sports was in uh, senior year in the United States because we had PE. So that's when I was like, uh, I got introduced to the gym, and like, we were doing intercollegiate sports, and I was like, man, this is actually pretty cool. And I wanted to play soccer, but I was too old. And again, like my parents were not, they were not about it, so they're like, no, nah, don't do that. And I was like, and then I'm gonna do student politics now. And you're not gonna like that, but, but that helped me. That really helped me with, um, you know, the type of character that I have, like to like really uh, develop my my skills as a public speaker and as a student leader. So um, that really helped me through college because that's what I did through my whole entire college. It was student leadership. Wow. So you go to Hood Slam. You go to all these live shows. You're husband now, a boyfriend at the time, mm -hmm. I believe, um, suggests you do it. You're athletic. Are you still working with the kids at this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, what was I doing at that time? I was a supervisor at a rehab facility, like two, three blocks from my house. And, um, I was working in the mornings. So like my schedule was like somewhat open for me to do, um, to start school wrestling school so um that's what i did and then i found a job that uh gave me more um flexibility and that's the other job i was doing uh, therapeutic behavioral services and in the community and i made my own schedule so it really helped me like i woke up go to the gym go and see my clients if i could my i didn't see my clients in the evening i'll just go to practice because i was working in the east bay and i had to drive to pacifica which is like an hour and a half mm without traffic with traffic it was like two and a half hours just to get there so it's just like ugh, it was a long long way dedication so. what did your clients think when you said you're gonna be a wrestler um you know it was funny because they were very supportive and they're like oh my god you're crazy and like i was doing a lot of like uh i remember in that rehab facility we had a sofa and i was like hey guys you want me to you want to see me flip <laughs> and I'm like, what like, yeah, you guys want me to see me flip? And I was like, yeah. And then, like, all 15 to 18. So, like, of course, I want to see their, like, supervisor flip. So I was flipping in the sofa. And uh, we were doing, like, stunts. Or, like, when we will go, we'll take them to, like, um, overnight trips. Um, we used to do kayaking and stuff. Like, I used to be, like, who wants to be a volunteer to, like, get in the water? And I'm like, me, 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 me. And I'll be, like, start doing flips in the, in the water or, like, 
just Jake doing silly stuff. And they're like, you are crazy. Now I know why you want to be a wrestler. So um, they'll be like really, really happy. And then I remember when I left, I just found a couple letters from some of the girls. Um, they were like, oh, you're such an inspiration. Like you like um, look for your dreams and a bunch of stuff like that. And then, um, and I remember one, she contacted me on Instagram one time. And this has been like maybe five years after I stopped working there. And she's like, I remember when you were talking about being at a wrestler and I didn't believe you, but man, you got big now mm. and, and I'm super proud of you. And then another one that I used to work with, um, we stuck, he loved wrestling. He actually liked uh, Eddie Guerrero. He's a, a Latino kid. He was like 22 when I was working with him. And then um, he followed me the whole entire time. And um, he messaged me like maybe like three months ago. Um, I'm lying when I went to Japan uh, last year. He was like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. Like, I've seen you grow as a wrestler. Like, I've been following you. Like, I always liked you as my counselor. And now it's just like, you just never stop. You're so resilient. And I was like, This kid's like, So I pay attention. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you must be to some of those kids, like the ones you mentioned, you're, you're a role model. You're an inspiration. And once your story gets out, you are an inspiration for hard work, dedication, being driven. And I just think that all goes into the character that you've built, the, the Thunder Rosa character. Um, I just think that is, is just something special. Like, like, how does it feel to know, like, you're, you're inspiring young, not only women, but women of color? Well, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility, too, because, um, you know, I'm not perfect no. uh, by any no shape or form. And I always say that. And I, I don't want to put myself on, like, in a, in a pedestal where, like, well, I'm this and, like, you know, my shit don't stink. It's something like that. Like, no, I, I am a human being that, you know, has issues and everything. But on the other hand, you know, I always dream to make it in life in one way or another. And I remember, I always tell, I always tell this story to people. I remember one time my mom was giving me grief about something and I looked at her and I was like, mom, I, I was born to be a star, mm -hmm. I, but I was kind of like playing, but I wasn't playing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so I hear um, it a lot <laughs> in my house. No, it's, 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 it's so interesting because like years after I was like, mom, remember when I told you that? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, it's happening. But I, you know, we're, I work so hard. And like you were saying, it's like being resilient and like not stopping no matter how many obstacles we had. It was, it was really important again because, you know, I don't have any backup on my name. I mean, I'm like first generation. Mm -hmm. Like I was first generation, graduated from college, first generation, like second generation in, in America, you know. And it's just like a lot of responsibility again because um, you have all, all the odds against you to fail on everything, on everything, you know? And it was just like, it's just been wrestling. Wrestling is like every, I treat, I treat it like everything I treat it in life. It's just, I have to work harder than anybody, like get what, what I'm working for. So let's, so we, we talked about Hood Slam. You got interested, your, your, your husband of now introduces you, you go to train and, uh, mm -hmm. So you go to train, I believe it's, now correct me if I'm wrong, uh, APW Academy? So I started at, so I started at Hood Slam first, I went there. Okay. Because at APW closed down and I, that was a place where I paid my, 
I pay my money, you know, I pay them. I think I bring penny. Like I use my husband's college fund, $3,000 to pay for my, for my two years of training at APW Hayward. And then Roland Alexander passes away and my money also passes away with him. So there was no school. So I asked uh, if I could go and stuff. Uh, to Hoodslam and they're like, yeah, yeah, come, whatever. And then I went there for a couple of weeks and um, I was like, you know what? I'm, you know, um, you know, like I like different, like you, you check different schools before you like finally make a decision. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to uh, the new one they were opening in Pacifica, which is uh, APW Gold Mine or Gold Rush uh, boot camp. So I, I did, I was there for like a year and a half, two years training. Yeah, I heard you uh, say on uh, Ian's thing, you couldn't even get in the you couldn't get in the ring or you couldn't get a match for two years. I believe, I believe you had to. Uh... Yeah, but and the first the first one, the first school, like yeah. we had a book and stuff, so we still like train uh, with that book. But in the old old school, we will take between a year and a half to two years before you get a match, because the guy was very particular about. Um, their their wrestlers being technical and um, he was about big about two things your arm drags needed to look good and your drop kicks needed to look good if any of those look like shit mm -hmm. you are like literally not allowed to have matches and um, and I've seen a lot of the guys that came out of there that were very technical and uh, the wrestling was really really good and um, that's why I was like that's the kind of wrestling I want to do I mean that's where Sarah Dale Ray and um, cheerleader Melissa came out from out of uh, Gold Rush? No, APW, oh, like APW. the old school. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, we are like the second second generation school. So you, you you go through your training, you go through your boot camp. Um, where where's your debut as a professional wrestler? Was it was it Lucha Underground, or was it um? No. Oh gosh, where was the hell actually, was that? Actually, actually, you can is is Brian is my debut in in Botchomania? No, not not my match time. Bought to me. <laughs> my debut was at a PCW, and then in Orville, and then from there, um, my first big match was in Gold Rush with uh, Christina Wonder. What What was it like that first time your debut match? First time stepping between the ropes. This is this is it. This is you. you it's now a professional match. What was that feeling? What was Thunder Rosa feeling? I was very nervous. I was like extremely nervous, and then you all never want to like step on people's toes because you know you're like, oh, I gotta respect my veterans and yada yada yada. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to do that. Um, but um, but that made me learn too when I have like a new a, a new person or like it's like somebody's debut. Like you really want you really want to work with the strengths and make sure like the match comes out as best as possible. Yeah. Um, I first okay. So usually I start out all the interviews. I say, "Oh, I first recognize you." Um, the first time I saw you was on Netflix, ironically. Um, on Lucha Underground. Yeah, Lucha Underground. Uh, with a, you were wearing a mask, which I don't know why they did that because, uh, your well, what you have, what you do now with your face and your makeup is like seventy five percent of your character. It, it's just so great, but um. That's where I saw you, 
first was on Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? Because that's it's not really studio wrestling. That's kind of like a how would I say? It's it? like Hollywood, like Hollywood, Hollywood wrestling. Like, yeah, it's it's like I mean, just imagine. I only had like I don't know less than thirty matches. Uh, uh, I was fresh from coming back from Japan. I had the show, and that was like. So I had my debut in October 2014. I go to Japan uh, April 2015. Come back in July 2015. Went to Mexico and train. As I'm out there, or I'm planning to go out there. Lucha Underground calls me after a show that we did in Los Angeles, and they're like, "Oh, we want to sign you." And I was just like, "Yeah, what do you have to do?" And it's just like you just have to put a mask on and then do this character, and then they talk about the character, blah blah. blah. And I was just like, "Okay, cool." So by the time I get there and I see the studio and I see like all this kind of stuff, I'm like, "Holy shit! Like, this is like this is some real shit," you know. So I got used to like Hollywood treatment real quick. So I got. I, I don't want to say I got spoiled because I didn't get spoiled, but, you know, I remember I'll have, we have tapings, and, like, I'm, like, staying in a five-star five hotel in downtown L.A. The next weekend, I was staying on somebody's floor in Los Angeles, in East L.A., because they didn't give me a hotel because they couldn't afford it. <laughs> so where were you? In East L.A., and, like, my, I t- call them my, 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 my tios, um, floor, sleeping on the floor because... Uh, the, the booker couldn't get me a, a hotel room. Oh, so it man. just gives you like, you know, it's like, yeah, one day you're like in heaven and like yeah. you're treated like a, like a Hollywood star. The next week you are sleeping finding, the, yeah, finding a place to live. On, on somebody's sofa because, you know, it's wrestling and you still want to make it. And again, I was not Cobra Moon in all the other places I was under Rosa and there, you know, there was like no connection between that and my character. How did you come up with the character Thunder Rosa? I was like a, a collective um, idea between with my husband, um, and the, the face paint came up with um, with a, a promoter. He suggested that, but um, I sort of got meant every time I have an interview, my dog is doing so much. <laughs> What's he doing? He's just he stands in the sofa. Looks straight at me like, bitch, stop talking and take me out. Always. It's like, it never fails. Like, every single night that I had an interview, he does the same thing. He, like, crosses his legs. Hey, he t- looks at me. I, wa- I want you to see this. It's like, I'm not. I'm Show me. Doing. Show me the dog. <laughs> We're taking the attention away. Look, Drago. Drago. See? He does the same thing. <laughs> Always. He wants no parties. Like, when is this over? The, the kid said, the, the kid said, less than an hour. Let's go. Tick tock, tick tock. Pretty much. It's just like someone, he's, he's always like that. He's looking at me like Baby Yoda right now. Oh, man. Oh, we could go now yeah. on Baby Yoda. For you. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's Baby Yoda right now. Where was, where were we? I don't I know. That. Your dog's name is Drago? Yes. As in Rocky? No, as in the person that I used to drag from Lucha Underground. Ah. That's why we named him Drago. How would you rate your experience with Lucha Underground? Positive? <laughs> negative? For, for, <laughs> mostly, yeah, mostly it was positive, yeah. What happened? 
No, it's just like Rago's just being extra. He's being so extra right now. It's like, oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him next week. Oh my god, man. You should. You should. He has so much she's probably has so much to say about everybody in this house. Um I mean mostly it was positive because I learned a lot of like the technicalities of being on TV production, um, uh, character development, um, what else? A lot of the stuff like a lot of a lot of us in the indies don't learn the way that I did there. It was like a fast track, um, a fast track uh, course on doing TV, you know, wrestling wrestling on, on TV. It was super helpful. Honestly, it was it was big. Way. It was big. Like right off the bat, it was big. It was like. Here is wrestling on on TV, not only TV but Netflix. Like like, well, I guess it wasn't on Netflix yeah. right away, but you no, know, it, it was, was on... it was on El Rey Network yeah. for a while. And a lot of people had that, yep. and then um, the Directv and all the the big companies started dropping the the network, and it was just when like things kind of kind kind of shady. And then again, because like the production was so expensive, um, and people on top like they didn't know how to manage it. I think like that just didn't help the, the the product, and it was like it had so much potential. Like it after did. season four, you know, um, that's when like they cut the money like on half, and it was just kind of like went down the drain. But uh, for me, like again, on a professional level, it was a very great experience. In other things, and I, I've discussed it before, um, it was a very challenging way for me to um, be brought up in, in things because again, I, I learned about. <clears throat> a lot of like, like I said, I, I learned a lot about the good, but I also learned a lot about the bad behaviors that you know certain certain individuals have in terms of like um, working as a team, um, trying to like not put people over and certain stuff, um, complaining about certain stuff if they didn't get their way, like certain stuff like that. I was just like, wake up. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm coming from a service, public service yeah. place, and you know, you don't complain. I mean, yes, you you might be like uh, advocating for your clients, and, and, and but it's in a positive but yeah. way. And sometimes I was just like, oh my God, do I have to do this to get over? Do I have to do this to get my way? I'm like, no, good things. Gonna go the other way. Or um, and I mean, I I had to learn how to like advocate for myself and how to like block certain stuff because um because it just eats you alive so it was it was it was what it was and like i like you said even when i got released thank god um i didn't ever talk you know ill about the company because the people that brought me in it's not worth Chris it joseph, yeah no Chris joseph was always very kind and he always tried to like help me as much as he could uh, Eric Van Wagen was always very supportive and very, very kind, you know. Um, some of my peers, like the people that work Drago, um, let's say, a lot of like some of the guys from uh, AAA, they were very helpful, very positive. They always have something positive to tell me in terms of like, uh, you know, the training and, and helping me with movesets and stuff like that. And, um, and, and I made, like, really good friends, like, even after um, Sexy Star, like, we, we, at the beginning, it was kind of like a rocky relationship, because she's, I mean, I understand, like, when you're working with somebody new, you're kind of like, mm, I don't know. And then we became really good friends, and she's, like, one of the few people that I stay in contact from, from Lucha Underground often. Like, she calls me, I call her, and we make sure that we're okay, and now we both are doing MMA together. 
Um, she's very, <clears throat> she's very supportive, and you know, she was there on my first fight. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So, it, I mean, one a lot of things led to from from that area, from that place, led to uh, me getting a better or a bigger network. And I, if that's what I, like I said, I always take the positive and the negative. Like I said, I I, I learn from it. So, so I, I stumbled upon you at Lucha, Lucha Underground. I was listening to uh, Busted Open Radio on Sirius, um, and Tommy Tommy Dreamer was was the ho- I think was he ho- the host that day? He might have been the host that day. You had your interview, but he had nothing but amazing things to say about you. All good things, and I I believe it was uh, your stuff from Ring of Honor. Uh, state of state of the art, I think, is what I went back. Yes, to yes, 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 yes. Yes, uh, he, he was there, and then I worked with him in Lucha Underground, and then I worked with him in like other indie shows. And I always like, I'll, I'll always ask him, hey man, like, can you give me some feedback? You know, cause I, I was telling him like, I, I don't know what to do, man. Like, I really want to get an opportunity. Like, yeah. what the fuck do I have to ask? Like, you know, because I want to do it the right way. And I always tell him, that. I want to do it the right way. And I want to do it my way. You know. And he was just like, well, let me watch your match. And then he'll watch my matches and he'll give me feedback. I, you know, next time do this, don't try to do this, blah, 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 blah. And I've always been with people I feel comfortable with. And he's always been like 100, oh, you know? Tommy is, I mean, I don't know him personally. I just hear him on the show and, and I've seen his, and listened to his podcast. But he's an amazing mind and honest. That I mean, honesty goes a long way. Yeah, I mean that's why I like I, that's why I like him because he's always been like 100, and then he has like great stories yeah, from I'm sure. LA. So yeah, we had really good uh, car rides with him, and um, and yeah, so like uh, you know, people I worked there's it was one of them it was him MVPs another one, and I always like hey dude, I want to be where you were. Like what what do I have to do? You know, you're you're a person of color. What do I have to do? And then they would be like really open and honest with me, and you're like. Cause like I said, I'm a real person. I don't, I try I try not to like appear to be somebody that I'm not because I can't do that. That's why I was I, when I asked you the question, uh, how'd you come up with Thunder Rosa? How much of Thunder Rosa? How much do Thunder Rosa and uh, Melissa blend? Hmm. Man, I have to like. <laughs> what is that show that you have to like call a friend? For uh, an answer, it's uh oh gosh, it's a uh, uh, phone a friend. It's a uh, who wants to be a millionaire? You got to phone a friend. Who wants to be a millionaire? Let me phone a friend. Hey Brian, how how, how much Thunder Rosa blends with Melissa? Like, I will say ninety percent or hundred percent. Like it's like ninety percent me. It's just like uh, it's like Melissa to the extreme, maybe. Oh yeah, we just put face paint on and then <laughs> there you know. You go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what was that? And Cobra Moon is like the ten percent is like the nasty. Does that like the nasty Melissa? You don't want to be around. <laughs> no, I w- I don't want to be around that ten percent at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's legit. It's like legit. It was like I like went to the deepest, darkest place inside me to get that character. Because that was a TV show. Like like you could do like they could write anything like. You were a snake. Yeah, but if, but if you can, you know, if you can make it like work, like nobody's gonna believe it. And if oh. people really believe it, yeah, you know. So, 
So yeah, so I, so I'm listening to Busted Open. You're on Busted Open. Uh, Dave Dave did a great job. Tommy was was talking high praise about you. So um, so I start looking you up, and you're, you're in Ring of Honor. And then all of a sudden, uh, there you are. There's the first vignette I see on NWA. That was uh, like the best thing ever. It's like I start hearing the drums, like boom, boom, boom. That was the best, man. It's like that theme music it was those drums. How does okay? All right, let's see. All right, before we go to the NWA, before you before like you pick the NWA, uh, were yeah. you were you getting calls from other no. companies? Uh, well, I, I mentioned this like, and the WWE call me and they're like, "You want to be a ref?" And I'm like, "How much are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they give me the number. I was like. Uh, I mean, I'll try it. I'll do going to try out, and I was supposed to do it. But then, um, at that same time, I was already training for MMA. Right. And I was like, man, I already like trained for like, been training for like three months nonstop, and just kind of like, my husband was like, no, oh, you gotta think about it. Think about it well, because you've been training so hard, and you've been doing this our way. You know, it's like, are you willing to give up everything? And that means our life, um, our. You know, because we have we have other things like we do promotion too. We have uh, Mission Pro Wrestling here in uh, in the area too. We used to use we used to have sabotage and we like created a trend on stuff. So it's like we always like to like do things and where we we're trendsetters and certain stuff. And it's like you're you willing to give up all of that, you know? And I was just like, I mean, I'll just do a tryout and see what happens. And then um, and then things didn't pan out. And then and the way called and then I was waiting for them. Like literally, I was just waiting for them to call because David Lagana been telling me for a while just be patient we have something for you be patient something for you and sometimes you just have to be patient and things will will happen you know but again it was kind of like i was so let down after lucha underground and after how like um season four like the character was growing and we were like the trios champion and it was so much potential and it was just like nothing will happen and like my followers didn't grow. A lot of people didn't know it was over moon, and it was just like, bro, I don't believe in, I don't believe in ghosts. But yeah, it's just, it was exactly what they say it was gonna happen. Did you say you don't believe in ghosts? At that moment, no, I didn't believe in ghosts anymore. Because um, yeah. the the reason it popped in my head when you said that was uh, when it, when um, one of my daughters saw your face paint. I think it was mm-hmm. yeah, it was the middle middle daughter. They go, oh, she looks like uh, she looks like she looks like one of the characters in Coco, and Coco is a. a oh dude. yeah, this yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah that one. Oh, so I just that's what came into my head. Um, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm a sure skull. Like it's the Day of the Dead. That's what the movie's about. Yeah. So. You, you you signed the, the NWA. They're they're exactly, a, in my opinion, it's a perfect fit. Uh, you're now training for the MMA. Um, the combat. I can't say it correctly. Is it, is it well, combat? Combate Americas. Combate Americas. Yes. Combate Americas, and that documentary is what I'm going to call it. That Lagana put it together, correct? Yeah was some of the best stuff I've seen ever. It was so good. Um, on one of the power episodes, there was a trailer is what I'll call it. 
mm-hmm. for for that. Um, and it was tearful. It was just. Oh. It was so. It was so good. It was so shot when, shot well. Go ahead. When we watched it, when we watched it, I, did you cry, Brian? When we watched the little uh, documentary. I cried. My friend, I sent it to my friend before uh, uh, they uh, um, put it on TV. I like, I was literally crying too. It was. I can't even tell you. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> listening to him. It, it it touched something. It hit some sort of nerve, and I I can't put my finger on what that nerve was, but it hit a nerve. Um, and it was it was great. So so you have your first fight. And uh, you didn't win, but you didn't lose either, in my opinion. Well, you know, there's a lot, a lot of work that I have to do for my next fight. But that was your so, first. That was your first fight. I've because I've heard other podcasts. That was your fir- first fight ever, like fight, like ever, like not a yes. professional, like just a fight. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, and this man, I'm like, I was just talking to my, my friend and my husband. It's like every day. It's a struggle because very few people are doing pro wrestling and MMA at the same time because, you know, pro wrestling demands so much physically. And just add the factor of training because you have to train like six times a week when you're completely healthy. It's, 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 it's rough. Like, it's very rough on your body. So um, uh, I have three more fights that we're going for. Yeah, three more lined up. Yes, three more. Nice. So, so a goal coming up here is for Thunder Rosa to get her first win. Is is what I'm, <laughs> what I'm going for. I have to. Oh, I have to. Oh, you will. You don't have to. You will. There's no have to. There's do. <laughs> oh, it is. All right. So, so let's get into what you're into now. You're in the NWA. NWA Power, 605, every Tuesday on YouTube. Yes. Um, you, you came in with a great uh, vignette and, and, and uh, intros, which we don't see that much anymore. Uh, it, it was phenomenal. It was a slow – it's an hour-long show, so you have a slow burn. Um, they brought you in good. You're with um, other women of color, Marty Bell, Melina. You got a nice little uh, faction going there. And then, yeah. and then at hard times, it all it all culminates at hard times. Uh, have you even processed the fact that you are the NWA Women's Champion? Um, now I think I, I I do like watching like the highlights of of the. I mean that was uh, match of the night. You know that, it, right? People still talk about it. It's been a week, and people still like, you know, tag uh, Allison and they tag me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I watched the match, and like, yes, certain things. Like again, it wasn't like perfect, but it was like, it was so intense. And I, I, I think I tweeted uh, the day before that I was uh, watching Manami Toyota. And every time I have a match like that, I always watch her because she gives me like such inspiration to be so vicious and violent. And that's what you guys got. Vicious who, and violent. Who did you contact? Who was that you said? No, I watch I watch Ma, Manami Toyota. Who's that? Japan? She's a Joshi you know, she's a Joshi wrestler oh. from the eighties and nineties. And she was like she has like one of the most devastating drop kicks you can ever imagine. She'll jump to the like literally run and jump to the third rope and like drop kick or do like a flying crossbody. 
she will do like she was vicious like her matches with her like, opponents were so vicious and, and um and i'm super glad we had the time that we had to tell the story that we told them like honestly guys like i was watching i think i watched like three four matches before i went to sleep and um and i was like i already envisioned like the story that was going to happen and then it was just it was just magic yeah, it wasn't it wasn't rushed at all, and I think that's what the NWA does well is like they don't rush anything um, with everybody, and it comes off great. And and they're they're sticking to their guns and their their uh, you know their plan, and it, it's working. Um, but as far as as you go, um, I I glazed right over the fact that you, you went to Japan and won a title, the first non Japanese woman to win the title. Yep. Like, like how could I? How could I just breeze over that? What was that experience like? I, I still, I was like, when I won it, I was just like, oh, did this just happen? You know. Um, now this is um, your second trip to Japan, correct? For that company, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you're, you're returning, um, and you win it. You win the championship. Yes. What what uh, from the first time to the second time, how do those experiences differ? Um, well, the first time, my first time ever in Japan, it was just like uh, you just come as a, a newcomer and you know they test you and they see what's up and you just be there as a jobber pretty much like talent enhancement. So mm-hmm. like so I was the first my first two tours was kind of like talent enhancement. Um, you know, and then the third one when I went with another company, they really liked my work, and I remember I was just like, eh, I don't have no problems with nobody. You know, I'm here to work, whatever. Um, and they really liked my work, and um, they were like pushing me. And then um, my last match out there was in Sapporo, and it was for the main championship uh, against Kaiju. And then, um, <clears throat> sorry, okay. I came sh- I came short on that one, but we had a hell of a match too, man. We had like probably like 20, it was a 20-minute match, and poor girl, so I went viral in one of those, uh, one of the moves that I did, I was like, hey, you want to take a DVD driver on the apron? We're not going to die. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever, I think that's easy. And then DVD driver on the apron, it looks so nasty, everybody was like, hey, Mel, you shouldn't be doing that, and I was hey, like, that's hey, the, bro. That's the hardest part of the mat, don't forget that. <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, did you see the end of the match? She still walks. She has no neck problem. She's fine. And she won. So, you know. And then um, they offered me to go back, but I couldn't because I had my fight. Right. So I was focusing on that. And then um, and then I, finally my schedule opened up, and they're like, oh, we want you to come back in the beginning of the year. And uh, Mr. Taraki-san, he's a big fan of my work. And I think that has a lot to do with you know, the push that I'm getting in that company, because he really believes really also in my talent. Nice, nice. So, NWA Women's Champion, you you actually you actually have to defend that title this coming uh, this coming Tuesday. Without I was not expecting that. I was no, like, this is just right? so this is so. Yes, I I think you guys are gonna enjoy this very much. So I look forward to that. Um, and I also look forward to uh, Allison Kay's. Um, they have a charity run coming up here soon. Yes, yes, and you guys should donate. I think they have until uh, February eighth, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Just go to her 
Yeah, go to her, her uh, Twitter. It's uh, what at Sienna. Yeah, Sienna. Yeah. And yeah, they're selling eight by tens, or they're selling a bunch of stuff. I think the last time I talked to them, they were halfway through their uh, goal, um, but um, they're trying to raise all the money as possible for, for it. So um, yeah, just make sure you go there and um, download that and put the money in there or buy the eight by ten so you can, you know, support get a little gift. Can. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to throw some questions at you before um, okay. I give the microphone to you. Uh, who who um, haven't you wrestled that you would like to wrestle? Any company? Um, I would like to wrestle Nikki, Nikki Cross. Like, we worked in Japan, but... We were in the same faction, but we never got to wrestle. And I love her as a person, and she's a great wrestler. I would love to work with her. She, she, um, and then, you know what? When you said that, uh, being in a faction, it made me think of um, the tag team you were in uh, with uh, Holly, uh, Twisted Sisters. Yes. That was good. That was a good tag team. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So, uh, would you like to do more tag team? And well, I mean, you're the NWA Women's Champion. You can't really tag team now. But uh, would you like to see women's tag team titles in the NWA? I think that'll be fun. I think that'll be that'll be really cool. That'll be a uh, pretty good uh, idea. I don't think that's ever happened in the history of NWA, right? No, as far as I know, it hasn't. Yeah, that yeah, that'll be pretty cool. I mean, I love tag team um, tag team matches. Like it's so much fun, and like if you have a really good tag team partner, you can really like you know each other's energy. Um, I've been very blessed with the people that I worked uh, in tag teams or like uh, trios. Um, we have worked really well, and we have like meshed our uh, styles really well. So uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, what was I? Uh, I was just gonna say something about other. Uh, oh, um, out of out of, would you like to see the NWA sign um, anybody? Uh, any woman that's out there right now? Uh, free, I guess. Available. Not signed. A free agent? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think it definitely will bring a lot. Um, if it's like a, a great, you know, opponent uh, or a great talent, absolutely. I think it just, like, brings the women's division uh, and gives them more value, you know? So, um, I think the absolutely. women's division, and sorry to cut you off, I think the women's division in NWA is awesome. I think it it is uh, it's better than AEW's, and it's second to you know the WWE. But there's a I mean the WWE's got a lot of women, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think you know what I like about the NWA is like they let us be ourselves. Yes. That's the that's the difference between us and a lot of other companies. Yeah. And it, it's uh, I think uh, I think Bully Ray said it on Busted Open. He says it a lot of times. Uh, Nobody knows their character better than the wrestler. And I think that's what the NWA does. They give you guys, as characters, the freedom to to be yourselves and to fail and to succeed. And I, I think that's wonderful. Um, and I think um, and I think it's like also they help us you know, like channel certain strengths that we have to make our characters a lot more... Uh, I don't want to say influential, but I want to say like for people to really get the stories that we're trying to relate with. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah, that's yeah. what I want to say. Yeah, 
they definitely they definitely are getting you to relate um, with the stories, all the stories, the men's, the women's, the announcers. Man, I I related so well with Joe Galley here. We we stood here, sat here for like an hour talking about our cats, and he was sicker than a dog. Poor guy. Um, you goals outside of wrestling. So you have your uh, and we got the link up on the on the screen. We have your YouTube up there. Um, you have goals outside of wrestling, or or ones that you want to uh, pair with the fact of your, uh, you know, your popularity of wrestling. Yeah, um, I would like to get. I would love to get big sponsorships from big companies. Yeah, <laughs> and like work on that and become like a like a real like not I don't want to have a real influencer but a like an in, in, an Instagram influencer and right. like a YouTuber you know just you know with the content that I'm creating and like having all that I would love to do that and I can um, create my a platform in a different way so I don't I don't have to necessarily rely on one income source and I can have different income sources um, and um, yeah I have some personal goals that I think the wrestling I'm gonna achieve in the near future so we're already working on that um, your YouTube channel is you, you just started it it's, it's, it's growing uh, tremendously uh, youtube.com slash thunder so if you don't subscribe to that and check it out, it, that's hard work, right? Putting out those vlogs and getting them out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's After tough. I talk to you, I got I got to work on my part two for for my match, and that's gonna be a lot of work. Well, I'll get you out of here quickly. I, said two, I can hear my kids. Look, they're still they're still up. What the hell time is it? They're watching. I don't know something. Uh, I thought the middle one would come down because uh, I was gonna tell her that. Uh, I had uh, I'd have to show her who I had on. I could say Thunder Rosa, but I'd have to show her Thank you me. with your face paint. But you don't have your face paint, and then she'd be thoroughly confused. But uh, yeah. I don't know what she's up there doing. Um, do you have any hidden talents that like we don't know about? Or I that sing. We may... <laughs> What's that you sing? I sing sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other hidden talents I have. Uh, what else? She can eat all the food of the world. <laughs> yes, I can eat all the food. Um, I don't know. I like to bake. Food is good. Should I like baking? I I'm naturally not that bad at baking. I used to do art. Yes. Yeah, I used to paint before a lot. There you go. You can paint. But now, and now I let either Monica or pay somebody to do it for me. Chibi Dassel. Chibi my, my jackets. By the way, that's one phenomenal leather jacket you have on. No, thank you. Welcome. Somebody's playing the piano upstairs. All right. Uh, two two questions, and we'll get you out of here. Um, One, mm -hmm. your thoughts on Glow, the Netflix show? I don't watch it. You, you've never seen it? I've seen season one, and then I I think I don't really I don't really, I don't really watch TV, man. I just watch NWA Power, and like <laughs> if I something catches my attention, that's it. But I just don't really like. I don't know. That was like one of the last questions I I threw on Hello. my board. Um, I was like, man, she'd be so phenomenal as a character on Glow. 
Oh, I mean, God. probably you're right, you know, but I didn't get the guessing call. Yeah, well, we got to contact somebody about that. All right, last question, Thunder Rosa. Um, who do you have in the Super Bowl? Not the 49ers. No. <laughs> no. No? Jeez, you're not a no. 49ers fan? All the bandwagon fans, like the 49ers stadium was empty for like forever, and now they're like doing well. Everybody be out there. I live in the Bay Area. I know. I'm a Titans fan. I'm a Titans fan, and the Chiefs beat my team. Uh, I like defensive teams. I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Is that all right with you? Yeah, well, we'll see. Let's see what happens tomorrow. But tomorrow I'm gonna be in Denver, so uh, I'm not probably not even gonna watch the Super Bowl. I'm, probably, I'm gonna be watch, I'm gonna be doing respect women's wrestling. I'm probably. Oh yeah, I just saw that too. I'm probably yeah. not gonna be in uh, watching the Super Bowl either. Um, you know what? Before I saw, I told you that was the last question. I lied to you because I contacted uh, Holly Dead, I believe that's how mm-hmm. I say her name, and asked her if she had any questions for you. I told her I was going to talk to you tonight. She said, "Ask her that uh, when is the next time she's flying me home to see my family." Oh my God, <laughs> Brian! You know what Holly Dead said? When is the next time we're going to fly her home so she can come and see the family? So I don't I, quite know. I don't know when she, when she calls me and uh, I may, I have enough points on my credit card. Uh, and uh, I, some paper, guys, my... <laughs> I'll tell you what, the superstars this interview are uh, Brian and uh, Drago. They're the best. I'm gonna have them on. I'm having them on next week. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Thunder Rosa. What I like to do at the end of the show, uh, it is called putting you over. So I'm going to give the microphone yes. to you. You can plug anything or nothing that you want. It, it's up to you. I'm going to give uh, the mic to you. <laughs> the mic to you, and uh, you're you're like you can. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so eager to talk now. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Go to my big cartel page, Thunder Rosa that big cartel.com purchase all those new beautiful t-shirts uh thunder rosa hold on i'm gonna show you the the, sh- the shirt so I'm, you know that i'm not lying can you please model models the shirt please this beautiful thunder uh, rosa shirt you know what i went to buy that <laughs> shirt and the extra large was sold out we just added two three no five how many extra large we added like five it, went up, it goes up to 4X. Yeah, we go up to 4X, so we have your size now. Oh, I'm going to have to get it. We just got we just got that shipment, so you can go there and get them, and you probably get them on Monday. Well, maybe by Thursday you'll get them. And then um, you can also go to my IG in Twitter. It's at ThunderRosa22. Facebook, ThunderRosa. And YouTube, as you mentioned, I'm under ThunderRosa. Like the page, subscribe, and make sure when you subscribe, you you subscribe to get notifications. So when you get the notifications that I have a new video, watch the video. That's and right. Click comment. the bell. And I will comment back to you because that's how, that's how cool I am. Cool. You are cool. I am. Very personable. Extremely personal. Extremely. Especially when you give me that. When you give me a microphone. Sorry, I'm like so excited because I got this little mic. But, Look at uh, that mic. Yeah. That mic is amazing. Hello, guys. How are you? Um, <laughs> and then I want to thank all my sponsors. They're like in the back always. You know, 
all these people that make my life easier. Yay! Yeah, they, they sponsor my fight, and uh, they say that they're going to continue to sponsor me. So, um, yeah. Yeah, guys, if you want to sponsor Thunder Rosa, you, you should, should send me an email, thunderrosa22 at gmail.com. You can probably be on my next vlog, and I can do something very nice for you all guys. So Let's do talk. it. Get on it. All right, Thunder Rosa. Yes. Good luck in your match this Thank tu you. next Tuesday. All that you do. Tell your husband I said he's phenomenal. Tell your dog I said he can have you back now. Thank you for coming to put you over. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. All right, have a nice weekend. Look at, listen to them. They're up there yelling, running around. I can hear them, but I'm glad I know, that they're right? You can, can't you? No, I can't. All right, have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, she's a lot. Of, she's very cool. She's very personable, as I said right at the end. Um, uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. <laughs>